What's going on, everybody? Joseph, Born Alive, Forgotten Athlete Podcast. Um, just wanted to reach out, not reach out, but record an episode. Just I've been on hiatus uh, for such a long time. Um, and there's some stuff that's been happening a lot since like, we we last left off. Um, you know, our last episode there wasn't really anything happening with sports, but um, now there is, and um, there's a lot for me to uncover. Um, discuss uh, from Kyrie Irving to vaccine or not vaccine to John Gruden to Washington State football coach getting fired now he's suing. I mean, it's just so much to unravel, and I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for it all, and um, obviously I'm gonna have um some opinions that you know you may not agree with or you may agree with, you know. But let me know. All right. Um, I'm gonna post this on my Twitter page. I just got my Twitter page back. Um. You know, so I'm going to try to uh, get more views that way. Um, obviously, it's a bigger platform than Instagram. So, um, yeah, I'm super excited. Um, so, um, check it out. But here we go. First thing I want to talk about uh, is John Gruden. So, uh, John Gruden was fired, I believe it was last Thursday. No, Monday. It was last Monday. Uh, last Monday, Monday Night Football. Um, I forgot the teams who were playing because the game was so bad, but... Um, it was Monday Night Football. It, it was the actually no, the game was good. Colts and the Ravens. It was a good game. Came down to the wire. Ravens. Uh, Lamar Jackson put on a phenomenal MVP performance. Um, he's been balling all year this year. Um, he's very, very, um, he, he's balling really well. He's a, he's top five, I want to say, in QBR. Um, he's leading the quarterback obviously in rushing yards. Um, I believe he's leading um the whole league in total yards when it includes rushing and passing, um, combined. But um, yeah, I mean, he's just a phenomenal player. Um, I, I, I love watching Lamar play. I, I loved watching him play, at, um, at Louisville. Uh, the one thing I did ask for him to improve on or wanted him to, to improve on rather was just his passing ability. And he's done that so far. So, um, this year he's passing the ball. Like I think it was, uh, the game against the, um, of uh, the Colts. Yeah. The game against the Colts. He, 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 he put on some. Uh, really good throws on the numbers to Mark Andrews, um, to Hollywood Brown down down the stretch uh, when they were you know when they were coming back making their comeback. So um, it's just something about you know when you're watching a game you know a team's gonna win. You know when you have that feeling. And I mean at the end of the day that's what that Ravens game was. But uh, back to the topic of discussion, um, John Gruden. So if you didn't know, uh, you probably know by now. But if you didn't know, John Gruden was fired uh, last Monday um, with reports. Um, of his emails uh, being leaked, uh, him conversating, uh, or sorry, conversing with um, Redskins then uh, front office members uh, like Bruce Allen, and basically he used misogynistic, homophobic, uh, and racist terms. But that's everything that he used over, I guess, a six or seven year uh, time point. All right. I mean, the first question is, why does Gruden feel so comfortable just spewing that in an email setting? Like, uh, I got a, I got a hard time sending out an email with a spelling error, you know, let alone sending out an email with something that's offensive to somebody. So, um, definitely, definitely, definitely um, was one of the dumbest reasons to get fired. I, like, I remember Hillary Clinton a couple years back, you know, uh, during the 2012 2016, um, or one of those campaigns, uh, I don't know, she ran so much, but one of those campaigns, um, I think it was against Trump, but uh, 
the leaked emails came out and she was, you know, I mean, she wasn't doing her job when she was supposed to, right? Um, anyways, emails can get you in trouble. You know, I didn't know that. You know, I never knew emails could get you in trouble. I mean, something you say over an email can get you fired, but uh, it is what it is. It happened. So, John Gruden got fired, and I think the first question I want to propose to everybody and answer it for myself is, did he deserve to get fired? Uh, for that reason. You know, for the reasons of him, you know, saying what he said. And I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't really like to put myself in, you know, play, play myself as uh, someone who is a bigger person, better person than anybody. Because trust me, I've said some stuff, you know, off camera and, you know, behind closed doors that could be offensive to people, you know. And I don't mean it in an ill manner. Just say it just because... It's either funny to say, or it's on my mind, or it's just something that I genuinely believe sometimes, you know? So, um, I mean, with that being said, like, I just feel as if in this cancel culture world we live in, you can get fired for anything. Like, the first thing people do is, you know, when someone big is drafted, and, and they go back and see what they tweeted when they were 12 years old, 14 years old, 15 years old. Like, I think Mac Jones had a picture of him, um, you know, doing something, and the whole Twitter, like, blew it up, and people said it affected his draft stock. I don't think it did, but people said it affected his draft stock, or they called him a racist, you know, stuff like that. Um, It's just stupid stuff like that that gets people in trouble, but... With the whole John Gruden situation, I mean, this was something that was said privately in an email, right? So when you're saying something, you know, privately through an email, you're expecting that person just to read it. You're not expecting the whole world to see it. You're not expecting, you know, you know, Tom, Dick, and Harry to see it, you know. So when it got put out, I think that John Gruden obviously did not know that it was going to transpire to what transpired today. You know, or last week, whatever, rather. I really want to hear what he has to say, though. Because I truly don't believe that John Gruden's any of the things that he is being claimed to be in the media. Like, I don't think he's, I don't think, you know, he, he maybe he's a misogynist, you know. I don't know that part. I know for a fact that he's not a super hardcore racist, right? I do know that because so many black players, so many, um, Ethnic players have came out, and mainly black players, it's, it's football, let's be honest, have came out and spoke highly of him, you know? And that's something that I think needs to be exclamated, you know? Yeah, you have your guys like Keyshawn Johnson coming out, saying he never liked them, but it was never a reason he didn't like them because he was a quote-unquote racist, you know? So, with that being said, I don't think you can judge anybody off of just one email or several emails, right? People are going to have their own... Listen, let's be honest. Everybody has their own flaws that, that, that they go through life. Everybody has an opinion that someone does not like, right? Like, that's just... Let's just, you know, be honest with each other, right? Someone could not like red velvet cake. I like red velvet cake. I just had some. Right, that's what I thought of it. But on a more serious point, some people, you know, could think that, hey, like, illegal immigration is a wrong. People should not be able to come to the country whenever they want. Another person could be like, well, 
they can come to the country whenever they want because you know why? Their ancestors from this country, or this country was built on immigrant immigration, right? Is there a right and a wrong answer to that though? Like, is there? Is there? Let's let's be honest. There's no right or wrong answer to that question. Obviously, when we get into the nitty gritty things of what John Gruden said about Michael Sam calling Roger Goodell a faggot, um, and then what he said about uh, Demarcus or De- what is I don't know the guy's name, Demoris De- 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 Smith, um, the NFLPA president. I don't. I don't like him. I don't. I don't like Demoris Smith. I don't like him. He he is a commissioner's. Um, um, NFL PA member. Like, he does not work for the players. He's supposed to represent the players. He does not. But that's a different topic for a different day. Um, but yeah. Are people actually gonna just sit up here and act like they've never done or said anything about somebody, you know, privately to somebody? You know, I mean, let's, let's stop acting like we're all just perfect because we're not. Right, we all say things privately to people that we're not gonna say in public's field. Let's face it, this world is very small now. We got ears everywhere. I mean, people, someone's probably listening to me right now before I even post this on Apple Apple uh, Podcast. But you're getting watched and listened to it everywhere you go, right? And if you say something that's offensive to somebody. Because it happens. You say something that's offensive to somebody, it's going to happen. You say it every time. I mean, like, I mean, maybe not every day, but there are times where you say something in your car where you're driving and you see someone that they make a mistake and you're like, oh, 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 you say something, you know, racist, right? Or like if, if, if you're, everyone has those unconscious biases about a certain race, right? I, I truly believe that. You know, people want to act like, oh, no, everybody, no, and everybody, no, you you have that unconscious bias. You just don't know it. That's why it's unconscious, right? So, I mean, I just feel like with the Gruden situation, everybody just acted as if they were the almighty, you know, and I don't appreciate that or like that. Obviously, John Gruden deserved to be gone, deserved to be fired, um, especially with the NFLs trying to portray themselves as an in racism, quote unquote. Um, type of a league, um, and obviously they have a gay player on their team or homosexual player on their team, uh, Carl Nassib, who's having actually a pretty good season this year as a as a, as a backup in. But to me, right there, John Gruden. Let me tell you something about John Gruden. He's helped so many players. All right, he's helped players like Warren Sapp. You know, he's helped players personally, like Darren Waller, changed his life. If you listen to Darren Waller, he is so thankful for John Gruden. He really is. Like he really is. Darren Waller was a alcohol abuse right play uh, person. He was addicted to alcohol, addicted to drugs, whatever. He was addicted to everything. He was an addict. Working at a grocery store, gets a call from John Gruden. Hey man, you want to join the team? I, mean, I want you to try out for the Raiders. Get yourself out here. Try out for the Raiders, and now look at Darren Waller. One of the, I mean, he's arguably the best Titan in the NFL, right? He's argue, you can argue you can make an argument for him being the best tight end in the NFL. But he would have never gotten that chance if John Gruden didn't say, Hey, I think you can play football. Is your life straight? Can I hope you get straight? Alright, let's 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 get to work. Alright? And that's a black guy. Alright, Darren Wall's a black person. He's not white. Alright, I know everybody wants to say that John Gruden's a racist guy. He 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 only looks out for white players or whatever the case may be. 
And, and look, he may he may be looking for looking out for himself. But with that being said, I don't think that there's a racist bow in Jalgren. Maybe he has racist thoughts, but I've never seen him say. I mean, I've never seen him act in a malicious way towards someone because they're a different color. I can't say that. And maybe he has racist thoughts, like I said, which. Let's be honest. Everybody has those thoughts. Like, I'm, that, that's what I don't like about the society that we live in, right? And you know, obviously, I'm not. I don't see myself being racist. Obviously, I'm not saying that. But I am saying that everybody has an indifference of opinions that are going to be different than other people. You know, like, and as soon as we get a closer to a realization of that the quicker we can get better and move on in society and be more progressive as we want to be in society, right? Uh, but that, that's all I got to say about the jungle situation, right? Here's what it is. You have your opinion. I have mine. Um, drop a comment if you hate it. Yeah. But anyways, um, NBA now. I mean, NBA season just started. I just watched the Nets game last night and the Nets look horrible. Um, they really do. KD looks horrible. Um, I mean, he dropped 30, and I think 30 and 8, 30 and 10, but he still looked pretty bad. Um, and then um, I watched the uh, Bucks play, because that's the Bucks play. So I'm watching the game, and I'm all like, what the hell is going on with this organization? They have arguably the two best players in the league on the same team. Uh, you can make an argument James Harden and KD are the top two players in the NBA. I can make that argument. Trust me, I've made it before with Harden. So you have all, you have these two players, and you're Steve Nash as a coach, and he does not know what he's doing at all, and it's it's bad. I don't know why the Nets are favored to win the championship. I think they're like the number one favorite in Vegas right now to win the championship. But Steve Nash does not know what he's doing in Brooklyn. He has zero idea. I think he wanted to play um, Kyrie Irving for half of the games. Then Sean Marks and the ownership was like, no, we're not going to do that. The guy is going to take the vaccine or he's not going to play. And I think that's what's happening. But Steve Nash, just he does not know what he's doing. He's relying on his players to just win them games because they're a better team. But you don't win basketball games because you have better players. You win basketball games because you execute and you play good defense and you hit your shots. That's why the Nets didn't make it to the finals last year. Because they didn't do not three, not three of those things. Right? You got to know how to play basketball, how to coach basketball, how to motivate players, how to put players where they need to be. And that's something that Steve Nash is still learning. He's still learning. And he, I think he needs to lean on his coaching, coaching staff more. I think he needs to lean on them more. Because I don't know why you would just do the moves he was making like James Harden got no type of rhythm going in the game at all and I think it's just because he doesn't know what he's supposed to be doing he's supposed to, is, he, is he supposed to be facilitating is he supposed to be scoring and then on the defensive end they don't they can't play rotation defense they can't slide it to, like they didn't work on that all offseason like your biggest kryptonite last year was your defense and y'all can't play defense again this year it's just to the point where the demise is near. They're going to fall soon. 
And the media is going to put the blame on Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving. But I'm here to defend Kyrie Irving a little bit. I know this is a Kyrie Irving hate podcast, but I'm here to defend him a little bit, just a tiny bit. And say that this is more on Steve Nash. Steve Nash knew all season, all offseason, he wasn't going to have Kyrie Irving game one. But you still lose by 23 points. You know, to a team that you guys took to seven last year without Harden. You know, so the Bucks aren't 23 points better than you. The Bucks looked really good yesterday, though. They did. You know, I'm not gonna discredit the Bucks because they looked really good yesterday. They they have not they have not lost a step. They 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 were turning they were rotating really well on defense. Grayson Allen, he's a really good shooter. I think he may be a better shooter than um um uh, Defensio uh, Dante. I forget. I'm not say his name, but the white boy on the Bucks. He's a Grayson Allen's nice. He's really nice. But I will say this though about the Nets and. I think the Nets are going to be like a 5, 6, 4, four to 6 seed. They're not going to be number one seed. They're, they just don't have the talent for that. Obviously, they have the two best players with KD and Harden, but that's all they have. That's it. Patty Mills is going to have to be way more important than he is right now to this, to, to this team for them to even, I mean, reach some potential. But even then, he doesn't know how to really play defense. So, he's a, he's a mismatch problem. He really is. And that's something that teams are going to um, exploit. I mean, like, just, think, just imagine game planning for them. Like, imagine game planning for them, and you all you got to do is play good defense, and you got to pretty much match up your guard with Patty Mills, right? You're going to be easily be able to do that. You are, right? So, with that being said, the Nets have to figure out a way and same thing with the Lakers, but I'm going to get to that in a couple of minutes. we got to figure out a way to adjust to not having Kyrie. And I don't know what they're going to do, but that's not my job. My recommendation is to just play Harden and, and KD 35-plus minutes a game. Every game. right? And then the games that you guys don't play them in, you guys are just going to have to concede a loss. Because you guys aren't winning no games without Kyrie and KD. I don't think so. But I don't mean on the court at the same time or just individually. So, I think that's, like, the biggest thing for me I've seen that I saw. Um, Another big thing um, from the Nets is they have no type of shooting um, outside of Joe Harris and um, Patty Mills. Um, It's just atrocious. This team is very bad. I, I, I don't mean to diss them like this, but they're not as good as they are in Vegas eyes. Vegas thinks they're one of the best team in the league. They're not. I mean, I'm just being honest. They're they're okay. But they aren't the best team in the in in, in the league. They aren't. By far. The Bucks are the best team in the league. And it's not even close. Excuse me. It's not even close at all. Like the Bucks are the best team in the league. It's not even close. Um let's get to the Lakers though. Cause that's my team. They look like horse shit yesterday. And I'm sad. Very sad. Super sad. Um, I don't know what to do as a Laker fan. Um, I mean, this team can be so good. It just takes, you gotta, they got to sacrifice a lot. And I don't know if the players that need to sacrifice are willing to sacrifice. Russell Westbrook. 
I've been getting on him for the past five, six seasons since he's been a journeyman without KD about him being a stat sufferer. And I got the blessings, curse, however you want to see it, of him being on my team that I root for, the Lakers. And he's he did what I thought he would do on a team with LeBron, AD. <laughs> he got a triple single, you know? And he kind of played it off during the preseason when he was playing poorly. And the game doesn't count when he had like eight. I think he had like eight or nine turnovers. And he's like, oh, the game doesn't count. It doesn't matter. The game matters every single play, Russell Westbrook. You're a professional player. There should be no game that does not matter. This is Laker Nation. Mamba Nation. Mamba mentality. Jobs not finished mentality. And you say at a post game, after a preseason game, after you had a nine or eight turnovers, and you're all like, does this game count? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, guess what? That Warrior game last night, that game counted. So what you got to say about that, you know? And it's just his attitude, his nonchalancy, his effort on defense, it's just not there. It's not the same level as it was when he was 23, 24. He's just, he's not the same player. I know we want to give Russell Westbrook his flowers while he's here. He's a good player, all this stuff, Mr. Triple-Double. He's a stat stuffer, guys. That's what he is. He's been a stat stuffer ever since KD left him. I've been saying it for this. I've been saying it. And no one's believed me. The reason why his numbers look so good on paper is because of that. The man can't shoot the ball to save his life. If you can't shoot the ball to save your life for three consecutive seasons, why would you not go into the offseason and work on it? No, you know what this guy did? This guy was wearing overalls, wearing dresses, wearing tank tops, all this stuff. If you're in that cross-dressing shit... I don't judge you. I don't judge you. I'm just saying, this is what Westbrook was doing besides working on his jumper. Another thing, what he was doing. I don't know. I really don't know what else he was doing. But Westbrook was not working on his game. Because if he was working on his game, he would have not looked that bad yesterday. He looked horrible. Minus 28. Minus 28. How do you even do that? A starting five shouldn't do that in a loss. Sorry I'm yelling in your ear. I apologize for that, but I'm really pissed because this is my team. Like I said, you guys know I'm a Laker fan. Laker Nation all freaking day. Kobe Nation 2-4, number 8, 23 LeBron, number 6 LeBron. I just want to say something about Anthony Davis, though. If you do not just stay outside the three-point line, you're, you're, you're a superstar. You're unstoppable. But once you step outside the three, once you step past that foul line point, right, where where the foul line, you know, meets the baseline on the on the uh, on the edge point, that 18 foot, 20 foot line, you are a player that is so vulnerable to the defense. You're a good player when you're inside the perimeter, when you're inside your zone, which is around the 18 foot barrier to the rim. That's when you're good. It could be the side. It could be the um, the back post. It could be the um, the the right side, the right baseline. It, it could be any side. But as long as you're within the range of your shot, that's where you need to be. Frank Vogel needs to be a man, grow some balls, and tell his players what they need to do to succeed. Because at the moment, the players are running the team, and it's so shitty. 
It's so freaking shitty. Avery Bradley, shout out to you because I thought that you were done last year. I saw you last year, and you looked done. I'm not going to lie. This year, you came back yesterday, and you were good. I want to see you in a starting lineup. I do. Laker Nation, this game was bad. It was really bad. And I just pointed out all of the bad. Well, not all of it. They didn't close out well. They didn't rebound well. In the second half, at least. The Warriors should have won that game by double digits. I think they did. But they should have won the game by like 15, 20 points. Game shouldn't even close. Warriors missed a lot of shots in the first half. Jordan Poole missed a lot of shots in the first half. They also missed a lot of transitional baskets that the Lakers didn't get back on defense for. You know? So, Vogel has to buy, has to have his players buy into his method. He's a defensive coach. Defensive-minded coach. That's, this, that's why you got brought to L.A. So, culture players up, Vogel. Be a man. Culture players up. Don't be scared to coach them up and be like, hey, Westbrook, I'm going to take you off. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try some nudes today. All right? You're going to come to the bench. Let's see how you do. And let's go from there. All right? If it doesn't work, we know that that doesn't work. But at least we're trying different things because right now, what we're trying is not working. So, we got to try different things. And if he says coaches one game, minus 28. Just say that. Minus 28. Because you, as a starting point guard, should not be minus 28 on any given night. No night. Minus 28. That's ridiculous. And that's, that's going to be the name of the podcast. Minus 28. And no, it's not about no cold weather. That's the plus or minus for Russell Westbrook. And I know people are going to say it doesn't matter. But it does matter in terms of it being over 20 points. I'm sorry. If your plus or minus is in the double digits and it's, you know, negative 28, that matters. Because that means that you are making no type of impact on the game. Zero. You're not even, I don't know. I, I don't know. But it was it was horrible to watch. LeBron James looked really good yesterday. LeBron, you look phenomenal. You look like you were ready to freaking go 82 games without without a freaking break. Um, really like the way LeBron looked yesterday. I like the way um, Rondo looked yesterday. Obviously, he made some stupid plays like he always does, but I think Rondo played really well. Um, what other, who else played really well? Uh, also, DeAndre Jordan should not start. DeAndre Jordan should not start. DeAndre Jordan should not start in an NBA game ever again. I don't even like him coming off the bench. I think he's just there for death. That's why I thought we were brought him over. I didn't know we were going to start him in the lineup. I didn't. I didn't realize that. Like, if we we're gonna bring him in as a starter, I would have never been on board with this. I don't know. I don't think anybody, even the Laker beat writers, didn't think that he was gonna be a starter in this league anymore. It's because the league is changing, and we aren't changing with it. I don't know whose idea was it to say, "Hey, let's start down to Jordan. Let's start eighty at the four, LeBron at the three. We have eighty at the four. I'm sorry, eighty at the five, LeBron at the four, Bazemore at the three, THT when he gets back at the two. And then Bradley, whatever the case may be, THC, Bradley, Westbrook, Bradley. I really do think Westbrook needs to come to the bench, though. But his pride is not going to let him do it, though. So, I mean, we need LeBron to be the facilitator. Westbrook needs to be a facilitator as well. But on the bench, he needs to lead, uh, he needs to lead a whole unit. That way he can do his own thing. Because when he's doing his own thing, when he's, when he's driving to the basket, getting contact, um, you know, getting deflections, when he's doing all that stuff, you know, like he's good at, He's a productive player, but when he's not doing anything of that nature on the court, 
he's just a really bad player and he's really toxic. Because the thing about Westbrook is when he's playing bad, everyone else around him plays bad. So, I mean, with that being said, we just got to get better um, every day. I mean, I, I, I wrote a long tweet about the Lakers, what they need to do, what I, th- what I think they need to do, and they're probably not going to do it. But, I mean, we play – I think we play the Grizzlies next. I think – no, what team do we play next? We play the um, – let's see. Who do they play? Who do they play? They play uh, Lakers play the – who do the Lakers play? Shoot, sorry, guys. Give me one second. I think they play the – they don't play the Grizzlies. They play on Friday, though. I know that. They play the Suns. And the Suns and, – and the Lakers are favored by three and a half points, which is ridiculous. Um, if you're a betting man, definitely take the Suns. Based on what the Lakers looked like yesterday. I do think the Suns lose tonight against the Nuggets, though. Uh, plus six points. Um, favorites. Um, against the Nuggets. think the Nuggets uh, win that one. Uh, just, just saying. Someone can be an eye on, you know. But uh, with that being said, LaMelo Ball is a really good player. Uh, that's it. I'm a LaMelo Ball big fan. Everybody knows that. Uh, BBB. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. Um, I'm done here, you know. Did my little rants. Got my little catch-up on. Um, shout out to my Chargers. Got y'all one in the Super Bowl this year. Um, shout out to um, uh, Michael Porter tonight. I think he's going to drop 30 tonight. Player props. If he has a point, I think it's like 22 and a half. Go ahead and go for that one. Put some money on that. All right. Uh, but, um, yeah, I'm out of here. Um, go Bama first half. Um, go Broncos tomorrow. Um, that's about it. All right. See y'all knuckleheads later. We out.